I present a show called Upload on BBC Radio Kent and it's an initiative that started across all of the local radios and the counties, BBCs, those are, last year. And the idea being to showcase or at least give the ability to showcase some of the work that's being made uh, across the counties really and um, to give poets and musicians and playwrights and novelists and anybody that's making anything really a platform with which to actually be able to get their material out there and importantly get it on the radio as well so that they're able to show it to other people basically just get as much exposure as they can really and for me an absolute joy to see it really it's lovely and uh, it's not at all sterile as things can be very often when you are just kind of fed media from um, the expected places to be able to get something that someone's making in a DIY way is absolutely wonderful so yes that's what I do well the way that upload came about actually was uh, one of the radio stations down in Bristol uh, we had the options of, of how we needed to use or wanted to use our evening slots and Bristol decided on this initiative. So the the editor decided that let's try for our three hours between six and nine o'clock to really engage the local community and see if we can uh, if we can get them to send things in if they would like to 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 kind of get on the BBC um, and see what happens. And they did do that and it was an absolute rip roaring success down there. They found so many people, some comedians. Uh, and poets of absolutely all ages that um, in the end it got rolled out across all of the local BBCs and ended up at Kent and I was asked to do the show which is absolutely wonderful. In terms of successes really I'd say the scope of people that have come in has been absolutely incredible and we've had some poetry that's been read by um, six-year-olds, five, six-year-olds up until uh, someone in their 90s, 93-year-old gentleman sent in a poem, well more than one actually, two or three poems and it's been a whole family affair for them as well so it was the the gentleman, his name was Stanley, uh, wrote the poem and he recited it and it was his daughter that sent it in, his daughter-in-law that recorded it and his grandson that put music to the top of it so the whole idea of him just coming up with this idea and hearing about Upload meant the whole family got involved, which is just absolutely incredible. Uh, and for us, lovely to know that maybe three or four generations are listening to the station as well, which is exactly what we want to have, um, which is absolutely great. We've had a lady called uh, Prue Anderton from Sandwich um, She's actually got a bit of a showbiz family. I didn't know that till recently. Her brother uh, was, was in Star Wars and Indiana Jones and everything, but um, I only heard about Prue from her messaging me. And um, it turns out that last year she had been a public speaker and obviously not able to do that during the pandemic situation. So she needed an outlet, really. And uh, she taught herself through a lot of toil and um, research and I think help from from others as well, how to actually start using recording software in order to upload monologues to us here at Upload, which uh, is an incredible privilege that someone's gone out of their way to do that. And she has, and now she uploads to us all the time, really great material, and she's found a different skill. Uh, I I think, you know, that I'm definitely going to take as a success for sure. It goes without saying. And musicians as well. I mean, a lot of musicians, whenever they come on to us for our platform, they will then spread the word uh, and tell their communities. And I think a lot of people now, through word of mouth, are kind of getting involved and saying to me, well, listen, you know, you've had X, Y and Z on the show. Would you would you listen to my music? We haven't had an outlet for it before. So 
that is great uh, in terms of a success really reaching the community, which is what we're supposed to do. I mean, <laughs> that was really my remit as much as anything else. So I, I certainly, I guess I view that as a success uh, of the platform rather than anything else. Um, and discovering, I think, uh, for, for me and being able to show uh, others around that, that certain parts of this county have got really interesting scenes. I didn't, for example, know that, uh, that, that Canterbury down that way had such a, a fertile poetry scene. I wasn't aware of that, and in Thanet as well. And I only find that out from, from one person hearing about it and sending something in. And then, as we said with the music, it's kind of, a, in many ways, a bit of a snowball effect that someone will hear a friend's poetry or a colleague's poetry or somebody that they knew about and then go, well, hang on a minute, how, how did you do that then? And, and then they will send it in to me. And, and then after a while, you begin to realise that a lot of people from the same area, they're doing stuff. They're talking to each other. Uh, and if it weren't the times as it were now, they'd all be out performing together. So, yes, just discovery of little pockets uh, and little communities that are doing things that I didn't know about. And I, I assume many other people didn't know about. And, uh, and and I suppose hopefully when things can open up, we can all kind of go around and find these things and be able to see them live. So, yes, I, I would say that that is a success, <laughs> if you could put it that way. Well, in terms of uh, being inspired to join the platform, that was very much by Madeline, who has sent in some great work so far. And I feel very um, privileged, actually, to, to have been kind of uh, showcasing Madeline's work whilst she was writing and getting ready to, to commission to perform The Mother of Floods, the novel as well. So I, I guess to a certain extent, I've seen a lot of Madeline's journey. She sent us in some very, very um, emotive and... Um, just very sensitive poetry, and uh, I, I think what she does is great, actually. So, yep, she, she well, she didn't so much inspire me, but she asked me to join the platform. So, yeah, that's where we are. In terms of growth and navigating spring, if the changes to the natural world motivate or affect your work. I suppose I work in an industry that follows trends and follows seasons to a certain extent. So uh, in terms of what I do here for radio, yes, I'm, I'm kind of governed by what comes in for the seasons and I have to carefully select what is suitable for the time, really. Um, in terms of myself away from radio, I'm a musician as well. So a lot of the, the stuff that I will do will tend to be in the spring and the summer uh, for writing and performing. And uh, yeah, my motivation-wise very much changes, actually. I, I like to, to write uh, during the spring. I'm very much a spring person. And I think uh, very often in the winter I will hunker down and <laughs> perhaps not be as productive as I could be. So, uh, yes, I think so. I think I'm a spring person and um, I certainly like the daylight. I certainly like the, the freshness of spring and the optimism that it brings. So, um, yeah, I think it does. I think it kind of affects me in uh, in many ways, uh, work-wise and uh, personal-wise as well. In terms of a piece of advice I'd give to an aspiring broadcaster, get lots of questions about this, as, uh, as I'm sure you guys do, about what's the best way to go about doing something. And the truth is, really, firstly, you've got to be yourself. That goes without saying, because if you're not that will shine through pretty quickly, uh, being an imposter. Also, there's no need to have imposter syndrome. If you get somewhere, you are there by merit. So for goodness sake, do it and enjoy it and work hard. Uh, on that note, yeah, you have got to work hard. And I think focus is quite a useful thing as well. If you, if you are in somewhere, um, make sure you are focusing and doing the most that you can. I'm not, so, not so necessarily going above and beyond, although that is helpful a lot of the time. Um, the value of what we used to be able to do, which is handshaking, is humongous absolutely talk to everybody take as much advice as you can take it on board and use your initiative i would say is definitely 
absolutely huge. In fact, you can't shake metaphorically at the moment enough hands and you can't learn enough things. Every single day is and should be a school day and you should be learning on the job as you go ahead. Um, but in the practice, uh, for me, uh, with radio, I started, in fact, I was advised to start at community uh, level. I didn't do a media degree, so I went to my community radio station and somebody put me in touch, actually, and, and I learned how to be a radio presenter. I, I went down there voluntarily and started my own show and uh, made some mistakes and got some things right and got my confidence up so that to a certain extent when I was able to take it and monetize it and it, for it to become a career, uh, I knew to a point what I was doing. I think that's really, really important. Um, take as much education as is offered to you as well. And if it's within the field that you want to, to do, by I mean definitely definitely do it just learn as much as you can learn as much as you can and talk to as many people as you can um, and be as helpful as you can that's what i'll say that's not one piece of advice is it <laughs> well planning for me really is i mean i have to plan how we work here i mean i've got to uh I have to move around. We have to keep ourselves socially distant, which means that studios aren't always as accessible as they were before. So very often I have to conduct interviews at certain times. Uh, I have to do a lot of work from home as well. I've, I can I can put a lot of the show together at home. So for me, it's a lot of um, uh, kind of time management, I suppose, really. Um, and then in terms of the media I get in, is very much uh, affected by what's going on. Of course, at the moment, that is COVID-19. So it's finding, for me, a balance when planning, really, to, you know, how to present a show. I like the idea of it being upbeat. I think in invariably and, and entirely it needs to be entertainment. So... I don't think everything should be should be so downbeat or should be downbeat rather than so downbeat. Uh, so, yes, I, I, I like the idea of making sure that we balance the light and the shade, really. A fictional... Shouldn't that be fictitious? Uh, <laughs> or a creature to be a pet or a companion. Who would it be and why? It would probably be... I don't know, he's not an animal or a creature or a companion, I think it would probably be R2-D2 from the uh, the Star Wars franchise because he, on the quiet, always solves situations. So no matter what's going on, the little robot will sort things out. And that's a useful thing to have alongside, I think. 